it starts by being able to identify what is blocking you in order to allow yourself to express what you want and then make a plan and go for it. Hello, high achiever. Welcome to the Inside Job Journey podcast. I'm Tiana, a certified professional coach. I work with highly effective and driven people that are always striving for more, helping them define what that more is and learning what they really want. In this podcast, I want to bring you on a discovery journey where you can learn more about what's driving you to never settle. Hi, hi Achiever. Today with me I have Krisa Vasitari. She's the other half of my three co-founder um, triage for Growth Up. She's an amazing, energetic person. I'm so glad to have her with us today. I'm sure you will get a lot from our conversation. Welcome, Krisa. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm actually really excited. I was just saying before, this is my first podcast invitation. So I appreciate it extra to be with you, Tiha. I'm so glad that you're here. And what I wanted to start with is that you had um, an amazing journey over the last two years that I've known you. And I think it's very inspiring because I know you, you are a restless soul, you do a lot of things, you have this amazing energy, but I've seen you grow so much in terms of maturity and knowing exactly who you are and who you want to be and what you want to focus on, that I'm really um, curious to have you here and share part of that story with us. Thank you very much. Let's start with your current endeavor. You have Chrysology, of course, on, on top of Growth Up. Tell me a little bit more about your work as a coach. So, yeah, it's uh, Chrysology is like the, the, the first baby. <laughs> um, I it the whole idea started um, because, you know, you're also a coach and whoever is like on that field, it's it's more common to feel like this is that you really want to channel all your energy and help people bridge the difficulties that you had. So for me, it started like this. I, I kind of suffered for many, many years trying to identify what I want to do with my life. And uh, I tried so many things. I tried um, career orientation tests. I talked with experts. I read books. I tried so many things. I changed my career many times. And it was constantly this unsatisfying, like... I supposed to do more. It's always this interesting and exciting feeling in the beginning that you're just learning and grow. But then it's like it, the stagnation comes, like studied all of it. <laughs> so when I actually uh, found this kind of purpose, because I do feel it's a purpose and uh, I'm not that spiritual to think like everything needs to align. I'm trying to be, but uh, I do really think that it is like kind of like everything matches and clicks inside you and you know, this is my place. So my whole idea of Chrysology is like, how can I build this bridge instead of having to suffer all these years in wondering <laughs> what you're supposed to do? How can I make it this process faster? 
and um, I've developed and I created many tools and ways. But at the end of the day, it's always on us and how much committed we are and how much we are willing to get uncomfortable to discover this journey and to cross this bridge. So, yeah, this, I would say, is the main idea of, of Chrysology. <laughs> and you say that you have tried many different things. What felt different this time? What it felt actually different, and that's a very good question, um, is that for once, I heard my gut, and as weird as it sounds and very vague, um, I didn't choose to do something out of restlessness because as you mentioned, I am quite restless and I'm very get excited pretty much with everything. But it didn't need to make logic the path that I, I took. It just needed to feel inside me aligned and to make my heart beat. And I started actually coaching to, to, to get trained on coaching for me. I didn't know that time that's what I want to do. I started it for me and to feel better and to get more equipped and to grow as a person because I knew I was very thirsty on learning and growing and not just taking skills and write better reports or manage more projects, but grow inside me like and get more equipped. So um, it was the first time that I was actually really excited to learn. I was never really a good student. I mean, I was a distant student, but I was never passionate about reading and learning the things in school. Even the university was somehow something like I have to. And for the first time, I was just so thirsty to learn. I love that. I, I, I've been <laughs> in a very similar path in that way. I, I have this need for learning that has been growing for years and I love what you said because you said it wasn't something concrete. It didn't have to make sense. It was a feeling that I had inside. And I love how in the previous, in the introduction, you mentioned that you are not, or at least you weren't someone that felt like everything is connected. There is a big universe of energy that is, everything will sort out and I'm wondering how that changed and what are some of the things that you now feel more possible in that space I used to be and I use the word I used to because this is a shift that I want to try to achieve and become even better I used to be a very rational person and somehow I felt like that's that's good and I think that's also very common to these high achievers because it comes from the head, like this more. And what it changed is trying to grasp a little bit the feeling. I had the feeling around things a little bit isolated. And the God that everybody keeps talking about, and it was a bit, yeah, okay, should I feel it in my stomach? What was the question? Yeah, actually, it does. It's like, I think when the head and the heart is a little bit aligned, is this extra courage. I call it always sometimes is this courage that despite this mm, in my head, it feels like I don't want to do it. But there is something like inside pushing you. It's like, you want to do it. Is this I want that it comes more strong rather than I have to. 
So I kind of tap more into this listening to what I want and trying to wrap my my head around that rather than vice versa. And I think that changed a lot on many things because yeah, I can I can go on, you can stop me anytime. <laughs> but I I felt that was a big part also of me feeling more creative. I was never this person. I was a very free-spirited person, but I was never creative, the, the, the label that I would put for myself. I was never like painting or, I don't know, doing these very creative things that we have the label around creativity. But I realized the more you, you tap into that, the more new ideas you have, the more out of the box you think. So at least for me, tapping more into I want and the um, soul, heart, stomach, gut, however everybody's calling it, it was a big revelation. And I guess it was hard because there is this, at the back of our head, this voice that says, uh, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't, there is no specific method rationality. And I, it was funny to hear you as describing yourself as someone that wasn't creative because one of the first thing that I would think of you even after the first few interaction would be creative. So it, it's really... That's interesting because I've, I've heard that also from other people when somehow it opened a conversation like this. And that's the moment where you realize we all have some limitations about ourselves that we are not able to see clearly because I was always having this, let's say, uh, microbial inside to get to put my personal touch into things. And I realized later that that's that's creativity, putting your personal touch into things, um, giving your note into things, taking something and make your own sense. Uh, and I'm going to have to be honest and say that sometimes like some more stereotypical careers, they don't allow you to tap into this feeling, to give your personal touch. And I think that was a lot, a lot of my suffering all these years when I have a more corporate path. I'm, I'm just curious because now you're helping people and you just launched uh, a new program yes. around finding your career path and helping people get out of that feeling of not being in the right place or yes. even getting overworked and unhappy with where they are in terms of because it's not aligned with who they are and what they want to do so tell me a little bit more about what are some of the things that worked for you that you uh, use with your clients for me, I try always to use what works for me. And unfortunately, I have to say I arrived to this place out of desperation. I wish it was motivation or something more positive, but it was not. So sometimes I always say like out of difficult situations like burnout, desperation, maybe like you lost a job or facing this kind of difficulties, you can always rise above. And I think these are the crucial moments where you're like, have the time to just 
self-reflect and see, okay, how do I want to keep going? Um, some of the things that they are, let's say, limiting, at least from my experience and the, the clients that I I have worked with, is mainly it's it's this, it's the mind. And I just realized it's a podcast, so I cannot keep showing <laughs> my hands around. <laughs> I will um, be there too, so don't worry. We will be on YouTube. Yes. So it's more on the mind. They're like, in order to allow yourself to express what is your biggest dream, what is the career, the dream career that you want to have, you need to be able to even allow yourself to express it. And it's so funny uh, how many times I had people just starting the sentence, what I would like, and then it never finished. There's this comment between where explaining why the thing that they didn't even dare to mention why it won't work so the number one uh thing that i like to work with is like mindset and start by removing mind blocks and limiting beliefs because limiting beliefs it's everybody has we are all coaches we still have and we are work in progress and it's a life somebody says i solved all my problems do not trust these people um but it's it starts by being able to identify what is blocking you in order to allow yourself to express what you want and then make a plan and go for it and what i notice is that those limitations of course are there we we don't know that we have them but once we start to see them, it it all clicks, as you said. It all starts making sense why mm. you went to certain jobs or why you made certain choices in your career. It's usually all related to those limiting beliefs and what you think about yourself and those I am or I am not Yes. Thoughts that we have about ourselves. Yes, absolutely like this. Because I think we are, and I, I know you know that because we did the same training, but we are all the people so wired on problem solving and searching the how, and we don't take the necessary time to just be aware of the situation. Because how can you solve something if you don't know what the problem is about, the more you're being aware about this behavior, about this limitation, about this mind block, it doesn't mean it's being solved, but that's the first step in order to, to pivot and to change if that's what you want to do. So, yeah, it's very true what you said, that you become more aware about this. And what are some of the most common limiting beliefs that people have when they are stuck in those careers that don't fulfill them? What are some of the things that you have noticed with your clients? Yes. It's the, the sentence, um, I will not find something uh, that I can do. This I will not find. And again, it runs to solution. I will not find, but I'm not really sure what I'm searching for. So already there is an assumption about the situation that you don't have clarity and you have an act on that. And um, the second one, which is very strong, and I think it's sometimes even more difficult than the mindset and uh, building the confidence back, is the money limitations. 
there are a lot of assumptions and beliefs around money. And I do understand it's very crucial element is we need to pay our rent, we need to pay our food. But the part of the assumptions where what is true, sometimes it's so big, uh, the gap that um, it's always the most challenging. And for me, uh, because it's very interesting to, to work on this aspect with people, because that part for my personal experience was also the most difficult. And sometimes I still get challenged into that, the, the money mindset around everything you do, because we learned to, at the end of the month, have our salary. So this is how our value is being translated. And it takes it takes will and commitment to overcome that. Mm -hmm. Commitment and will, those are very key parts for anyone that wants to grow, I guess. And we we sometimes want to, to find the motivation and want to be those always excited people. But the commitment part, it's that consistency of showing yeah. up even when it's not easy, even when it feels like you're not making any progress. The times that you say, fuck, I will do it anyway, even even if it's not what I want to do, but I'm doing it because I committed to this. How did you do that for yourself? Mm. Okay. You you were sharing this and I was thinking myself actually through the 2022, sorry. Um, okay, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not, again, <laughs> it's great to spread positivity, but I think keeping it real is important. I, For the first six months of 2022, where I completely like, you know, quit my job, I, I all in, you know, it's very, I was very committed. I was very warm. I was very prepared as much as I could be prepared. But I'm, I'm going to say that from January till I think July, I think I had at least once per month this, crisis of me being full with tears crying and like questioning what the hell am I doing um and that was a lot of like not having the results that you would expect to have and by saying you not very I didn't have quite clarity of what I wanted to achieve but I knew how it's supposed to be measured and especially when you are a high achiever like results are so freaking important and results for me, they were very much linked to it, to translating into money, not so much clients, clients I had, I did a lot of things, but it was money for me. And I had at least once per month, the crisis where I was just like crying my, my eyes out. And I was like, what am I doing? This, I was questioning, does this make sense? Deep inside, I knew it's like, I love what I do. But for me, it was not the results that you would expect to have when you pivot your job, when you start a, a new career, when you being an entrepreneur, whatever that new thing it is that you do. So it was very challenging. So I remember in July, I sat down, it was summer. <laughs> I, was, I was in Crete and I said, okay, you cannot keep doing that because that's what you're like, it's not helpful. 
it's not helpful. I know, I know what I want to do, and I know there is no other way for me because th this is this is this is the purpose that I'm saying, and the motivation it needs to be stronger. So I said, like, hey, it takes time. It it will take me forever. Fine, I'm fine with that. And I started pivoting a little bit the focus of the this achievement. So I started writing like a journal every small win I had. I still have it on the last page on my notebook. I will be doing it even bigger for this year. But writing down the smallest wins, coming back and seeing them, you see how much you achieve. Being able to evaluate the progress that I had in one year, within all these years of my career, it cannot be compared. I grow as a person. I grow up as an entrepreneur. I grow up as a friend, as as, as everything. And sometimes the growth doesn't always being appreciated from the people around you and it's fine because you feel so good inside that you don't even need this external validation and that was again very conscious choice of mine that I said okay Chrisa you can I don't want to be like this I don't want to having even once per month this doubting what I do because I do a lot I helped a lot of people I helped a lot of people and that's all the satisfaction that you want to do and um, yeah, so it wasn't easy, but it was a conscious choice that I said, this now needs to stop. And you just pivot this energy to something more efficient and positive and makes sense for you to keep going. So really small habit, writing down every small win. Yes. And that book must be pretty big for what you <laughs> did in 2020. I mean, I don't know if you recognize this, but uh, the last year we have grown so much. And from uh, an external point of view, I could see the self-doubt. I could, could see the frustration. And I know that you had very low lows without even... Mm -hmm. as realizing but you went through it you continued and you become even brighter your energy and your um, what you bring it's such a bigger version of what you already had within you and it's beautiful to see it's Thank you, Tihana. Always like, you know, the the nice uh, compliment and, you know, you, you feel it always in the heart. But I think it's like, as we keep saying confidence, it is a muscle and that's what you grow. And that's where I feel stronger. It's that when you start something new, when you start a new job, you always start with like, I need to prove everything that I am and establish my ground. And it's lovely to have this, you know, kick, let's, let's do that. But we need to be able also to identify it takes time and you cannot buy time. You cannot. It needs time. So being an achiever is great. <laughs> Being this high achiever where it's sometimes it just doesn't help you to just give time to yourself, but it's just stressing you to reach somewhere. It's tricky. 
And uh, yeah, I think like confidence again is it's being built. And this brighter that you say, it's lows will be lows. We are gonna have the lows, and I'm pretty sure. 2023 it will have some lows but the thing is like how faster you can pivot how you can take the positive out of that and how you can keep going and trusting yourself and trusting you know your instincts and your guts and your feelings and your decisions self-confidence definitely and you mentioned it it's how fast you can pivot as a high achiever Sometimes you get stuck, as you say, in seeing those, like that you are not getting the results that you were expecting as a pushback or as a failure. And I think one of the things that I like about what you said is really managing those expectations, but also realizing how much you have done. Because sometimes it's true we didn't, we had too high expectations or we didn't realize um, how much pressure we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But maybe while we weren't achieving those high expectations, we did a lot of different things that are even more worthy and that contributed even more to who we are and who we want to be. And I think sometimes we forget about how important it is to take time to reflect on those and just recognize yourself, pat yourself on the back and say, you did a great job this year. Exactly. No, it's it's exactly like this because it's, you know, it's all rewiring a little bit your habits. It's uh, you used to do like that. You used to see sometimes from the 10 things that you need to achieve, you achieve the nine, the nine. And you will be just being cranky while you didn't achieve this one and you will not be seeing the, the nine achieved. So it's as simple as it sounds, it's a little bit rewiring your focus. And there is always this nice um, saying from Tony Robbins where focus goes, energy flows. And this is something that I always share. It is like this, where you focus on the negative, everything is like, you know, a disaster. But when you focus on the bright side, you give more light there. Oh my gosh! And as you were speaking, I, I came. It came to me the discussion we had with Anna in how we grew up. So that's how we grew up. We were praised for when everything went perfectly, and if you did wrong one thing, that was the thing that everyone remembers, and everyone is pointing that one wrong thing so that's how we grow up and it's not anyone's fault it's a little bit of we humans do like this and we have grown and maybe 20 centuries ahead we will have a completely different way of doing things but we grow up with school school is a perfect example of getting you to that point that you have to be perfect or uh, I mean my generation my parents were very focused on having the right skill set having a good job uh, a specific kind of job not a creative job this kind of thing so I think that we grow up with all those things 
and we think those are ours. Mm. But in reality, those are not who we are. It's something that we have created because we needed to. But once we let them go, we can really focus on who we are. This is so important what you said, uh, Tihana. It's this is actually where it based all these limitations, whether they are like mind limitation, beliefs, money limitations. And it's also funny enough, I had recently this conversation about the trauma, how the trauma passed from generation to generation. And I mean, cool, like parents can take all the blame. Maybe that's their job. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But at the same time, it's about owning the life that we want to live. Uh, I keep saying we're a little bit like passing through this life. So, or you can focus so much on uh, proving someone wrong or just showing to the neighbor or to the family or to the cousins that you hadn't seen for so many years who you are, or you can just be. You can just be and do what you want and enjoy everything you do and nothing really matters. I'm not going to go with a YOLO here, but yeah, it's a little bit of a YOLO. Just enjoy what you do and be present and have fun. Oh my gosh, you were speaking <laughs> and the, uh, you know, growing in families that are big, <laughs> you know, you want to impress them. Mm. And I think it was a big eye-opener because I always felt like I needed to. And that's not good. I will go there when I feel like I want to go there. I want that. I have to. I want to high achievers have a lot of I have to do this I have I have and they often forget about what they want and we're connecting to that and it's interesting because yeah keep always it's not about in the high achiever if you can achieve because sometimes we get triggered about the challenge of course I can do it and then it's not about if you can it's never the question if you can It's always the question if you want and if it makes sense. Because, yeah, come on, you're a high achiever. Of course you can do it. <laughs> That's the challenge. I mean, yes, you will like it when people don't believe you can do it. So I will prove you wrong. <laughs> I will prove you wrong. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's why I think it's very important to to keep this intention. It's not about if you can. Nobody's challenging you. You're challenging you. <laughs> And nobody cares. You you care. So as long as you have your focus and the motivation on the right side, that's fine. Oh my gosh, this was so fun having you here. As we wrap it up, what is the one thing that if they our listener would focus on, would you suggest they focus on about all the things that we say then? Oh, and I said a lot. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to actually say that I know it's difficult sometimes to just do less from the things that you can do, but I'm going to go with whatever goal you said, whatever is this I can do attitude that you have, just spend one small reflection how that makes sense for you and use more they are want rather than I should. At least for me, sifting a little bit the should to I want, it was the first step towards like, you know, managing this high achiever hijacking. 
Oh my gosh. This is so powerful, guys, because you don't realize how much you use. I have to until someone points it out. I didn't realize it. And when I did my first coaching sessions, people, the first thing they always tell me, okay, you have to, you have to, you have to, what do you want? Uh, so, and we don't realize it until we yeah. listen ourselves telling that over and over and it fits in every phrase you say or every two phrases you say reconsider is it mm -hmm. something that you have to that you want to refocus your energy absolutely absolutely Dihana what's so nice it went so fast thank you so much Krita for being here with me for being yourself and I'm looking forward to continue working with you Thank you very much for having me, Dihana. It's really, it's really nice and interesting. This um, podcast, not so much of the people that they come, but on the message that it gives. Because we're all interesting. Let's face it; everybody has an opinion about something. But it's sometimes to focus on these people who are the most suffering, like on on the career, like and constantly being so target oriented. It is important to at least even hear, hey, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to just stop. It's okay to feel tired. It's okay to feel whatever you feel. And you don't have to carry, you know, the, the whole atlas in your hands. Um, so thank you very much for having me. And I'm really, really excited to keep seeing how the inside job is going. Thank you so much. This episode is over. However, you can like, subscribe and follow for more content.